This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, thanks for tuning in to The Morning Run. I'm Lynn Mark. Spotlight is back after a short hiatus and on today's episode, graduating during a crisis. No one chooses to graduate into the labour market in the middle of a pandemic and a recession. What's more, youth unemployment was already such a significant problem even before COVID-19 hit. So we've examined this issue on a national policy level many times on the show, but this morning, our producer Diana Mustak takes a look at the issue on a much more granular level. These days, we're hearing more and more announcements from the government about the loosening of restrictions. Schools are starting to reopen, interstate travel is allowed again, and around the world, more countries are reopening their borders. But rewind just about three months ago, and the world was in this sort of collective frenzy when lockdowns first began. Many of us abruptly shifted to working from home, students had to stop going to school, shops were closed and Malaysians from all over the world scurried home to quarantine with their families. We had just never seen anything like it before. I personally had to witness something in my family that reflected all of this as well. So you came back from London? I came back from London on 30th of March. Well, I left um, Heathrow Airport. Uh, on the 29th of March, and I got to KLIA on the 30th. That was my sister, Julia, a final year student at Goldsmiths, studying animation and media. She had to come back home in March, shortly after the movement control order was instituted. It was so sudden. Both she and my other sister, who were both studying in the UK, had to pack up years of their belongings in just a matter of days. And remember when the pandemic first began to escalate? Both physical stores and online retailers were all either running out of masks and face shields or selling them at insanely marked up prices. So my sisters had to get a little bit, let's just say, inventive. So we had homemade face masks, which was made from like old shirts and old pillowcases, sewn sewn together at home covered with plastic sampah and we saw this is plastic sampah <laughs> yeah so so you wore plastic sampah on your face yeah <laughs> again she was one of those people who rushed home after her final year in university was cut short and countries around the world were shutting their borders when COVID-19 hit millions of students worldwide had to stop their in-person classes and move everything online including graduation. For the class of 2020, graduation ceremonies are on hold. No caps, no gowns, no goodbyes. Everything seemed to happen so suddenly. To many of them, it felt like a loss, or at the very least, a pause on their hopes and dreams. I was gonna look for a job, which is hopefully to be like a junior animator or storyboard artist or concept artist. Like my visa is valid until sometime mid-October. So I was definitely planning on staying until then and just to at least physically be in London when I am trying to look for a job. But then I was like, oh, okay, who's going to hire a foreigner right now? Like Baru, fresh grad foreigner during a recession. Which I, oh, okay. But if you zoom out to look at the bigger picture, you'll see that Julia is just one of millions whose stories make up the recession that we're all going through. In June, the International Monetary Fund forecasts that global GDP could decline by nearly 5% this year. According to the World Bank, 
Malaysia's GDP is projected to contract by 3%. And to put this into context, at the start of the year, our economy was projected to actually grow by 4.5%. So that's quite a sharp drop. Joblessness is also a huge problem right now because companies face a great deal of uncertainty and economic strain. Not only are they not hiring new employees, some of them are cutting costs and slashing jobs. In the US, unemployment peaked at 14.7% in April. That figure was actually below 4% as recently as March. Unemployment in Malaysia also reached an all-time high of 5% in April. But economists have been saying we can expect this number to rise. So you get the picture. Times are tough. But we'll recover, right? After all, international organizations like the IMF and World Bank and even Bank Negara Malaysia have said they expect to see economies rebound later this year and in 2021. But the truth is that while the recession may eventually come to an end, there may very well be long-lasting effects for the bright-eyed graduates that step into the labor market in the heat of the crisis. The effects of recession shocks are strongest for the younger workers, those who are just entering the labor force now. The International Labor Organization has referred to this group as the lockdown generation. They have a greater difficulty in finding a job amidst the recession. This is Azam Wan Hashim, researcher in the Economic and Business Unit at the Institute for Democracy and Economic Affairs. While on average, workers with a couple years of labor market experience are less affected, the recession will mean less employment opportunities and initially lead these new workers to start working with less attractive employers. And uh, in fact, there's a high risk that the difficult times in the short and medium term would lead to a longer term effect like lower wages and higher income inequality, which will of course scar this lockdown generation for several years and potentially even the entirety of their working lives. It's not always clear why this happens, but Azam highlights how a loss of employment opportunity could lead to de-skilling or a loss of specialized skills if people are unable to build on their formal education through work. The loss of the employment opportunity itself, uh, this all constitutes the same effect on the individual, which is a loss of employment or loss of uh, employment opportunities today affects a person's uh, earnings in the future because of the interruptions, which results in lower future productivity due to the lost potential work experience. So the amount of time you've been working is a crucial part of building human capital after you've finished your education. Sure, not all jobs are going to be impacted by this at least not equally. But our generation, my generation, millennials, we're the ones who have been brought up with this ethos that we should find our passion and pursue the jobs that give us the most meaning. A recession is likely to throw people off course and result in many having to settle for the jobs that do not bring fulfillment. Whether that means they won't be able to fully utilize their skills or that their job is kind of meaningless to them. Do you feel confident about getting another job? I mean, a job? With everything going on, I feel like nobody... Nobody wants to commit to anyone else, I think, at this point. So actually, I don't think anyone... I don't think I have much 
faith in finding a job that soon lah at least I mean this could be like my time to chill before I work or something that's one way to look at it also not getting a job right away means I can work on some passion projects before yeah like a real job so yeah just the bright side I guess And here, I have to acknowledge that COVID-19 and the recession it triggered is not the first major crisis the world has seen. It's also not the worst. But for the majority in my generation, it is the first one we have to live through as adults. As a millennial relatively new to the workforce myself and grappling with the real world, I keep finding myself looking for clues on how to navigate these unprecedented times. Because there are so many headlines these days that use phrases like for the first time in history, the biggest drop since the Great Depression, or for the first time since the World War. And they keep drilling into my mind the fact that we are all living through a major historical event. But I want to know, is this really unique? After the break, COVID-19 is a -a once-in-a-lifetime event, but could there be parallels to be drawn from past crises? Stay tuned for more BFM 89.9. Thanks for staying tuned to Spotlight on the Morning Run. And if you've just joined us, our producer Diana Mustak is taking a look at what happens to graduates who enter the workforce in the midst of COVID-19. Oftentimes, groups of people emerge from crises shaped by the trying times they've been through. So to find out what could happen to the COVID-19 generation, I look into past crises. I would probably have taken the kind of, you know, graduate route into big corporations, but at the time I graduated, that simply didn't exist. We didn't have that pathway into businesses. The year that I graduated, my university didn't even have a graduate fair. We didn't have any companies come to present and As a result, a lot of the people who graduated around the same time as me, sort of a year before or a a year after, a lot of them went into non-traditional careers simply because we didn't have those kind of uh, normal, if you like, career paths to, to go to. This is Matt Armitage. He's the host of Culture Pop and BFM's Tech Talk. He graduated into the United Kingdom's recession of 1991 and 1992. It wasn't caused by a pandemic, sure, but instead by high interest rates, falling house prices, and an overvalued exchange rate. Still, it was a recession nonetheless. No one chooses to graduate into the labor market at such a turbulent time. In a way, it's a stroke of luck. And in his experience, that stroke of luck ended up diverting many of his peers from the path they had intended to take. When I look at a lot of my peers or contemporaries or whatever, they're all in arts funding, government-related jobs. They've started their own, you know, they're, they're all working in fields that you wouldn't necessarily have associated graduates with sort of back in the 90s because we didn't have those traditional graduate employment opportunities, whereas the people who graduated a couple of years after me or a couple of years before, a lot more of them are in Uh, these kind of traditional occupations. And obviously this is very anecdotal. This is just based on my experience and and the people I know. But it's just kind of very strange that a lot of the people 
that I graduated with, unless they were in the sciences or uh, technology, engineering, those kind of things, anyone in the social sciences didn't really go on to those kind of finance careers that they probably envisaged themselves doing. What I took away from what Matt is saying here is that most of us have to just work with what we have in front of us if that's just the best option there is. And when it comes to adapting in a crisis, there was really one person I could think of who knows more about that than most. It usually is about like, oh, things are looking quite good and the economy is looking fine. Um, you know, Malaysia is booming. And then after, wow, okay, launch, this and that. Launch, okay, great, fantastic. Ten days later, Lehman Brothers goes down. Like, what? Uh, yeah, I don't go looking out for it. I think it looks out for me. BFM founder Mali Ali has started a couple of businesses just as a crisis was about to strike. And still, he really has this firm confidence that everything was going to be okay. I think one thing about this thing which is different from the rest, you know there is an end date. That end date is when vaccines are found. And in any endeavour, the certainty of an end date is actually you can plan for it. I can plan for 18 months. I cannot plan for indefinitely. Uh, the tough part is uh, when you don't have an end date. And actually, for me, the Asian financial crisis did not have an end date. Yes, having an end date is reassuring. But Malik seemed a little bit too optimistic for me. So I pressed on a little bit more. Because even with an end date, the effects of this crisis could feel irreversible to many young people who have to suffer through a crisis at such an early stage of their career. It could feel like setting off on the wrong foot. It may seem to many of them that it would be difficult to make up for perhaps this one year that they lose to the COVID-19 crisis. So here's how Malik personally puts that into perspective. One year ain't much. Could just sambil sambilan, you know, do something. There's so many opportunities now to figure out you know, what's the skill I want to pick up. I want to pick up storytelling, do I want to pick up video production or whatever. It's okay. I remember going to a class in Harvard Business School and when I was saying, oh my gosh, it's too late to start a business. I was 30 at the time. I said, it's too late to start a business when you're 40. And I got laughed out. Like, it's all about perspective. One year really, really isn't much in a 30 to 40 year career. As graduates, the world is still ahead of you. If you are as lucky as me or unlucky as me, you'll go through five crises. And I guess the main thing is take the opportunity, pursue your areas of interest and skills, you know, and figure it out, right? But it's not, it's not fatal. Lucky you do it when you're getting it young, right? If you're like in your twilight of your career and you are still like, oh, and then suddenly you get laid off. No, that's, that's really, really tough. And again, really, the overall message I get from what both Matt and Malay are saying is that life is contingent. If it wasn't COVID-19 something else would have disrupted your career path. Maybe it wouldn't have been this severe. But what you have to do now is the same as what anyone has ever had to do in the wake of a crisis. Work with what you have, adapt, rebuild, move forward. Three months after having her school year abruptly come to an end, my sister Julia is learning to appreciate that fact as well. So I've been doing a lot of explainer videos um, and it's not what I wanted to do. I know that it will eventually help me get somewhere because like, I don't want this six months or a year from the time that I graduate to be like I wasn't doing anything. So it's good that I'm just continuously working on my skills. Um, but I also did my first commission work for my friend. She's starting a business and I helped 
draw a logo for her company. That was honestly quite exciting. And I recently found out that I got first for my animation piece for my final year film. Yeah, so I guess there is kind of like a bright side in all of this. The recession will be tough for many of us in our own ways. It will be uniquely difficult for young people entering the workforce. But at the end of the day, the economy runs on hope. Without hope, people like Mali will not rise out of a crisis and start a new business. People like Matt wouldn't have tried out jobs that are not quite the mainstream. What any economy is built on, especially in times of recovery, is the confidence that things will get better. That was Morning Run producer Diana Mustak. Spotlight as every last Tuesday of the month. Thanks for staying tuned to The Morning Run. Up next, the 10 a.m. news bulletin followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.